What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. Coming at you today with my five biggest and most powerful lessons so far from 2023. Now, obviously, we are Q1 down. So we're three months into the year. It is now Easter. So a really, really nice time to just be able to relax, enjoy a little bit of downtime with the family and friends, and have a nice four-day bank holiday, which is what we've got in the UK right now. Hopefully, this hits you just before you go into the bank holiday. I know a lot of you like to listen to this podcast, you know, straight when it, when it comes out. Obviously, if you're catching up on it, then probably not going to offer too much advice that is going to be useful to you right now. Um, however, what I would say ahead of Easter is relax, enjoy. Just like Christmas, you are not going to gain lots of weight and fall out of shape and lose all your progress from having a couple of days of eating a little bit too much chocolate, from not exercising as much as you normally would. My advice to clients over Easter is just enjoy it, just relax. For the ones that are feeling a lot more focused and don't have huge amounts of plans, then of course, you know, for them, it's maybe a bit more about having the discipline and self-control. Um, but for, you know, the clients that have got families uh, away doing things, really my advice to them is just relax and enjoy and don't worry too much. Uh, when it comes to fitness, you know, I hate the whole on it and off it mentality. We need to just think about the lifestyle. And the lifestyle is, you know, you can indulge and enjoy yourself every now and then. It is not going to ruin your progress, ruin your results, ruin your body. It does not work like that. You are a product of how you spend the majority of your time, the majority of your habits and your actions, not the minority. So that is how I would approach Easter and that is how I would go about and conduct myself uh, over the weekend. Now, my Easter is going to be a little bit different to normal um, as I'm actually going to be traveling a little bit over the Easter period. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it on this episode. I'm going to do a whole episode on uh, my injury this year, which is going to see me flying to Bulgaria on Sunday to get my uh, torn pec repaired, which has been this ongoing trauma and process uh, the, the entirety of this year so far. So anyway, that's what I'm doing Easter Sunday, traveling to Bulgaria from Dubai. Um, and then luckily my brother's going to meet me out there. So we are actually going to be able to enjoy a little bit of uh, of downtime across the Easter period and then actually getting the surgery next week. Anyway, that is not what I wanted to send this podcast around. I'm going to do a separate episode on the entire uh, trauma, the entire procedure of this of this whole ongoing pec tear which happened in December, but that is for a different day. This episode, what I wanted to talk about was the five biggest and most powerful lessons that I've learned so far from 2023. So I just wanted to touch on a few things that have kind of come to mind and some of the lessons that I've learned so far from this year. Now, this isn't going to be a massively long episode. These are going to be more sort of quick fire, sharp lessons to hopefully give you guys a bit of an insight and a little bit of value uh, at the start of the 2023 period. Q1 down. So the first lesson is the power of adaption and overcoming when faced with adversity. Now, obviously, this does link into my uh, like my trauma with my torn pec, um, but also just seeing this from clients as well. I've had a few clients, um, a few people that I know that have also gone through slight periods of adversity. They've had some problems and, you know, even just small minor things like, for example, myself and my brother were, uh, when my brother came to visit me in Dubai recently, you know, we were out actually got up nice and early. We went to do a run round a track in Dubai and we got to the track and it was being used. There was loads of school kids uh, doing, you know, their, their athletics on there, had like a sports day. And, you know, for us at that point, the power of adaption and overcoming, I'm not saying that was adversity, that was not an adverse moment at all. <laughs> However, you know, we thought on our feet very quickly, we could either just bin this entire uh, cardio session off, which we got up early for, which we caffeinated for, 
Or we can think, how can we adapt and overcome from this situation and move on and actually still get the hit session done that we wanted to get done? Um, and we found an Astro literally around the corner and had an amazing session, got that done, and then obviously went out and did some, uh, some quad biking in the desert and had a really cool day. Anyway, that's just like a little example of the power of adaption and overcoming that kind of came to mind. But what I mean by that is, guys, you always be going to be faced with problems, injuries, you know, adversity that is going to happen. Um, with me, this has been a year of adversity. I did not think I was going to enter this year with a torn uh, pec, which at the time I didn't really feel like it was that bad. But to be honest, this year so far, it's held me back. It stopped me from doing a lot of things I'd like to be doing. Um, it's you know stopped me from being able to do the training and, and train at the level of intensity that I like to train at. And I have not buried my head in the sand once. I have trained consistently minimum of four days per week since the start of this year. I've worked around it. I've done the exercises that I knew that I could do. I have not let this injury be the end of me. I have not literally sat here and in, in my flat in Dubai and done nothing and just cried about it. And you know, that's not that's not me. And I think that is the sort of mentality that I believe that you need to take. You need to be resilient. Um, I've boxed off two half marathons this year, you know, again, twice with a torn pec. This isn't me bigging myself up. That's not what this podcast is about. It's just the idea and the understanding that you will be faced with problems. There is never going to be a smooth journey and a smooth road to get to where you want to be in life, whether that's building an incredible body, whether that's building lots of wealth, building an incredible relationship. You're always going to go through shit and it's always going to come at the time where you don't want it. Like I thought to myself, uh, when I went back at Christmas last year, I got everything sorted in Dubai. I was literally done. You know, all my visa was done. had my flat sorted. I was absolutely buzzing. I was thinking, this is it now. I'm going to go into 2023. It's going to be my absolute best year yet. And then, you know, three days post Christmas, I tear my pack and it's like, fuck, okay. A uh, few problems that have obviously come around that, including things like insurance, getting your surgery, all this kind of stuff, which I'm going to cover in a different episode. But these things hit you when you do not expect it and you have to decide at that point Am I going to bury my head in the sand and cry about it and just, you know, accept that everything's against me? Or am I going to be a bigger person and actually overcome from this situation and adapt? And that's exactly what I've done. And I feel like uh, as a character, it's helped build me. It's helped build my mental resilience and my willpower. And I believe that any time you are hit with adversity or problems or things in life, difficult moments it makes you fucking stronger as a person. It always makes you stronger as a person because you, the person who deals with the most shit is the person that genuinely can be the most successful and the most resilient. Um, and I see anytime something bad happening, I always see it as a, as a good thing in a way as me, uh, you know, building that resilience and that willpower. And I speak again from lots of clients that have had problems this year, that have been injured and fair play to them. They, they've not quit. They've overcome their problems and their adversity and they have pushed through. And I think that's a big powerful lesson that I would advise anyone to make sure you know you are aware of because you will go through shit at some point in your life. You will get injured. You will have a setback in some way and you need to know how to be able to get around that because otherwise you are never going to be able to live the lifestyle that you want to live. If you always end up quitting or giving up or burying your head in the sand when shit goes wrong, how are you ever, ever going to get to where you want to be in life? How are you ever going to have a great body that you can maintain no matter what happens? Like for me, getting injured is just, it, it, it's, it doesn't even cross my mind that I'm not going to fucking train and eat well. It doesn't even, like for a second, am I going to sit there and think, oh fuck, I fucked it now, I'm going to lose 10 years worth of progress. Not at all. And when I have the surgery as well, again, it's going to be absolutely shit. But at the same time, you know, my mental resilience will keep me through, it will keep me sane. And I'm sure I'll get through that recovery and rehab as well as I can. So that's the first lesson. And I hope uh, that is also kind of struck with you as well. 
The second lesson is have genuine gratitude for your life. Actually be grateful for what you have got. The reason I say that is you have no idea how hard people have it. And you may be thinking you live in Dubai. How do you even see the you know potential poverty that people have? Dubai is the sort of place where it is so in this like Robin Hood kind of mentality of the rich and the poor that you wouldn't even believe it. You've got people here that have got so much money that they, they don't even know what to do with it. They literally are making millions and millions of pounds every single year. It's absolutely crazy. But you have also got the other end of the spectrum of guys up here hustling and working their ass off for pittance of money, absolutely pittance of money that have genuine gratitude and pride and are happy and that are polite and friendly and it just puts things into such perspective in terms of what we have. Because most people listen to this, you know, you're going to be in the UK. You're going to be living, living a fairly decent lifestyle. Or I, I, I don't know what a lot of your guys' financial situation is like. I'm not here to comment on that. But most likely, you know, you're not in a position of, of, of problem and, you know, worrying and stuff like that. Most of the time, even if shit really hit the fan, is it really going to lead you to the position of, you know, not having your home or not having certain things in your life? I'm sure probably not there's guys out here that genuinely work so hard and I've, I have a lot of gratitude in terms of my life because you know you see this and it just puts things into such perspective and a massive moment that really put that into perspective for me that made me realize that this year that kind of you know made me have the gratitude and you know like genuine sort of like changed my look on and my outlook on things was I was actually out going for a run with my uh, mate Damien uh shout out to Damien if you're listening to this um but we were basically running out in Dubai and I told him obviously about my whole uh, procedure with the pet tear and the fact I was going to have to have surgery and the fact I was going to have to not be able to train up a body for six months and kind of complaining and just being a little bit of a bitch about it and just being like, you know, it's really frustrating. And anyway, we were running and uh, we ran past a construction site in Dubai and basically I end up, we end up seeing like, you know, 30, 40, 50 people, um, I'm not sure where they were from, like potentially Indian uh, males, guys, you know, all getting in this this dirty, uh, you know, grimy bus after, you know, covered in dirt, you know, sweat and tears after a really, really long day in the 30 degrees, 35 degrees Dubai heat and, you know, going back home to, you know, probably living in, in, in a tiny little room of 12 of them sharing about three beds and, you know, and it just made me realize like I'm here, I'm complaining about an injury, which to be honest happens, like anyone gets injured. It's not even like you can't wrap yourself in bubble wrap and go throughout life. You know, someone who trains regularly and trains hard, you're going to get fucking injured at one point. Anyway, you know, there's me complaining about a situation like that, which really is not that much of a problem. All right, I've got to have some surgery, which has cost me a bit of money. I've got to have a little bit of a rehab in place. It's six months of my life. I'm 27. It's not going to make a massive difference. And there's me complaining about a situation that there are people in 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 such you know from what we believe to be such poor positions. Like they haven't got the money. They haven't got the the lifestyle that we've got. You know they're out here gra- like absolutely working their ass off, grafting away, doing manual labour in 30 degrees heat, earning fuck all, and half of their money is going back to their families in these poorer countries anyway. And, you know, there's me complaining about something that quite frankly is, is nothing, is absolutely nothing. And it just, again, it's a massive perspective to me in terms of that is the gratitude that I genuinely have on life. You know, I, I wake up every day, walk out to my balcony and I genuinely feel grateful for the situation I'm in. Yes, there's gonna be times in life where things get tough, but I've got, I've got a lot of what I wanted in life. You know, I've got a fantastic business that I'm very happy with. I work for the amazing clients, I've got good family and friends. You know, for me, I'm in a great situation and, and, and I just have gratitude for that. I'm not, again, I'm not bigging myself up. I'm really not. 
Um, but it is just having genuine gratitude and, 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 and having that for, for what you have because you just don't realize how hard people have got things in life. And I think for me, you know, it has made me to completely change my outlook a little bit just from this year, obviously seeing like some of the situations that people have got and just genuinely being friendly, polite, happy and having so much respect for these people. And that's one thing that I've had and that's one thing I love about Dubai and the, and the community. Everyone is so proud of the job they have no matter what job that they're in, they are proud of what they do and, and they do it, you know, with with the smile on their face. And again, like I get my, often when I go to the mall to, to train at, the mall has a car park underneath. And again, you've got guys there that do car washing all day. And you know, anytime, you know, you drive up and you get out of your car, they're always there waiting to, to see if you need your car washed. And again, guys, they're doing it for 25 dirham for your car. That's about three pounds, two to three pounds. Like it, it's, it's so cheap. And you're thinking to yourself, like, how are these guys even putting food on the table? And anytime I tell them that I need my car washed, they're absolutely over the moon. They're buzzing. They love it. They run to go and get a car machine. And, you know, they take payments straight away. They get straight in and get it done. You know, these guys are genuinely happy and they are proud in what they do. And again, it just, for me, it's a massive perspective change in terms of the gratitude that I've now got. Um, no matter how shit things get, people will always have things worse than you. No matter what happens in your life, people will always have it worse. So my advice is suck it up, whatever happens, whatever, however bad you think you've got it and whatever shit situation that happens to you, someone's got something worse than that. So suck it up and move the fuck on and go back to my first point of adaption and actually overcoming a situation, okay? That's my second uh, powerful lesson from 2023. Third lesson is this, running builds the mindset and weights builds the body. Now, what do I mean by that? Now, as I said previously in this podcast, I've boxed off two half marathons this year. So again, massive achievement for me. I've never really been a huge runner. I'd always been fit. I'd always played a lot of sports, but I decided to get into hybrid training and doing a lot more running towards the end of last year. And I wanted to mark that by doing some endurance events, um, which I did. So I did the half marathon in Dubai um, at the start of the year in January. Uh, and then I also did the Brazil Kaimat half marathon, which is another Emirate in Dubai. Um, and I did that about a month after, about three weeks after. And again, really pleased with, with doing that. Obviously, I had to do a lot of running to, you know, to do those events. Um, I had to really build up my aerobic capacity. I had to be doing that quite consistently. And it, and it really taught me a lot um, in terms of, you know, what goes into running, what you get out of running, obviously combining that with weight training as well to make sure that, you know, I was still recovering. I was still keeping my body composition in place, which actually improved. And that, there you go. Like running does not lead you to losing muscle when you know what you're doing. Um, and together I realized that it's actually a really fucking powerful combination. Um, you know, running gets poo-pooed a lot. And again, I'm going to do a separate podcast on my outlet, outtake on that. I think for a lot of people to begin with on the start of their fitness journey, running actually isn't what I would recommend at all. However, I believe when you get to a certain position and you become physically fit and you're in good shape, I think that running is a fantastic thing to supplement with your training. And what I said at the start in terms of running builds the mindset, weights builds the body. Running you're in your mind for such a long period of time that it just genuinely conditions your mindset and your discipline like nothing else. Like weight training is hard and you can push yourself in your sets, but whether it's like a short burst of, you know, of exercise and then you rest, you know, you're not working aerobically. It's, it, it's anaerobic mainly, you know, you're not really, it's not a huge use of oxygen from, from the training side of things there. 
So when we run it, it's so different. You know, as I said, like you, you talk, you're in your head for, for such a long time and it really builds that mental discipline. You want to stop, you want to quit, you know, so much. Like it, it gets tough, it gets hot, you know, and that's for me doing a half marathon. I will do a marathon hopefully this year at some point, but even from doing a half, you know, like it gets to the points where, especially when you're running for a good time. Like when I've done these, these, one events I've done this year. I wasn't just doing them recreationally. Like I was running pretty fucking fast. I was going for good times. I almost hit sub 130 for the first marathon I did. I was about three minutes off. Um, and it's fucking tough. You know, you're like, I want to stop. And I really realized that to be a, a well-rounded, you know, to actually be classed as being fit, as a fit individual, you need to have a, a aerobic capacity to your game. You cannot just look good aesthetically. You cannot just go to the gym and lift weights and think that you're in good shape. You you know, yes, you might be in good physical shape, but realistically, you're not you're not fit. Um, mentally, I don't believe you're in a fantastic position because I think cardio massively boosts you mentally. Uh, there's loads of benefits to, to running in terms of feeling better, in terms of increasing productivity, you know, dropping your, your resting heart rate, generally just being a fitter, more conditioned person. Um, and I believe that running massively conditions your mindset. You know, go and read David Goggins' book and you will see just how fucking powerful running actually is when it comes to conditioning that, that discipline. Uh, and this is not me saying you have to go and run. Please do not take that. Um, what I do believe you need is a condition, is a proportion of cardio to your training. Um, and I've realized that this year. Having been someone that was completely obsessed around lifting weights and never really caring about cardio, my mindset has completely changed now. Like, and I know the importance of bringing cardiovascular work to your training. So I believe that everyone should have a proportion of cardio when they get to the right position. So as I say, like, I don't believe at the start, that's the right thing you need to be looking at to improve composition. However, I believe that, you know, to become the ultimate athlete, to become uh, the ultimate man, the ultimate woman, the, the, the fittest and, you know, highest potential person you can get, you know, I believe that, you know, having having that in your arsenal is super important. And having done those events this year and now being a bit of an advocate in terms of running, that's one thing I've realized. Running is not going to build you a world-class body. I want to get very clear on that. Running is not going to get you in good shape. It does not do that. Do not feel like getting your running shoes on and going out and doing that consistently is going to get you closer to your goal of looking good. It will not, okay? However, it will help you build a fucking strong mindset and actually become a better person and be more disciplined. So if you combine that with lifting weights, that's a powerful combination to, to becoming the ultimate person and the ultimate athlete. Okay, that's why I'm a massive fan of running or, you know, any, any kind of, people love cycling, people do lots of swimming. I'm all for that. Again, any form of aerobic building and capacity is, in my opinion, perfect in terms of becoming that ultimate, you know, athlete and, and really building out the, the, the fittest, strongest, most aesthetic, best you can be in terms of, you know, uh, in terms of fitness as a person. So that's the third lesson. Fourth lesson, and this is a, 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 always been a, a bit of a thing for me, but again, it's been highlighted a little bit this year, <laughs> is you get what you pay for, okay? Buy cheap, buy twice. It's been around for a while, but again, it's been highlighted to me a few times this year. Um, and this is just off, off the back of a few things, to be honest. A few things in terms of buying stuff for my flat in Dubai, um, you know, getting things out here, different services that I've needed in Dubai, cleaning service, all, all these different things. It's just made me realize that like, if you genuinely want a premium product and a premium service and 
to you know to not be buying things year after year after year you need to you know understand that buying cheap is not the rate to, to do that you get what you pay for in life okay it's the same with coaching i speak to so many people um that have come off the back of coaching programs before haven't got the success they wanted they've been working with a personal trainer it's been charging them you know 30 pound per, per session or whatever not been helping them outside the gym not getting to where they want to be and they're like why am i not where i want to be you know you get what you pay for if you want to get somewhere in life you want to you know be in the best position, you want to be able to, to, to do something with speed and certainty, then you get what you pay for and you genuinely need to find a premium product and a premium service. That's what I believe we are at FitLab. I, I know that we're not the most expensive coaching program. I know we're not the cheapest coaching program. I think we're well-priced for what we do. I know coaches that charge a lot more than what we charge at FitLab. However, I also know coaches that you know charge very little in terms of coaching that are a little bit underpriced and are less than what we charge. I believe we're kind of in the spectrum in the middle, um, really, when you look at it. Um, but I believe that we're a premium product and a premium service, you know, with expertise, with, with proper guidance. We actually give a shit about our clients, um, but you pay for that. I'm not going to say we're the cheapest coaching service in the world. We're not the cheapest coaching service in the world. I think we're affordable to most people. Um, but at the same time, you do get what you pay for. And I know that if a client comes in and they genuinely stick to what we do and what we give them, they are going to get world-class results and they're probably not going to need a coach again in the future. It's almost one of those things like buy cheap, buy twice. Like if you buy with us, you're probably not going to need to buy twice because we will get you to where you want to be and we'll keep you there forever. And it's just something that's been highlighted to me again this year. Again, I give another example, which is a little bit of a funny one. Again, so basically you're just buying stuff for my flat with Dubai. I don't drink the water out the tap. I don't, I don't think you should being in a country like this. So basically you have to buy, you know, massive uh, gallons of water in your flat. Now, obviously with that, I need a water dispenser because I can't just pour gallons of water into a tiny little cup. It doesn't work like that. So basically you buy a water dispenser and I had to get one, um, which I've got from the mall. Now to begin with, I was just buying this, this cheap, the cheapest one, it was like three or four pounds but it was the one that most people were buying. It was. It just seemed like, you know, logically, why would I spend way more on a water dispenser? It's a fucking water dispenser. Anyway, bought it, put it together. Like, it leaked everywhere. Like, every time I used it, I, I had to literally tie a tea uh, towel, like, round the water dispenser to stop it from leaking water all over my kitchen. I then actually ended up having to move the gallon of water into the another sink because it was just leaking. It needed to be charged like every like five use uses of the product. So basically, because it's electric, the water dispenser you have to then put a charger into it to charge it. It was an absolute nightmare. It was just useless. And then you know, then I ended up buying another one, which is exactly the same. Then I ended up buying another cheap one that was like this sort of like manual one that you had to put together. It was like putting something together from IKEA. You have to like pump it out to get the water out. Again, useless. I was like, why can't I not buy? a water dispenser that actually fucking works. This is ridiculous. So anyway, I go back to the shop, I go back to the mall and I look at what's there. So you've obviously got all these different ones that are about, as I say, like between five, maybe 10 pounds max. And then you've got a Philips one, okay? You've got a Philips water dispenser that again, goes on the top of the gallon bowl. Priced at about 25 pounds, okay? It's about 100 dirham. Think to myself, is it actually worth me buying this expensive one? Like I've tried the other ones. It's about four times the price, three times the price. Is it genuinely worth me just spending the extra money here to buy this? Anyway, I thought, screw it. You know, I've not had success right now. This is doing my head in. I can't keep putting tea towels around the leakage here. Bought it and then come back, put it together. And it has been perfect. It has not leaked any water in my flat once. I haven't had to charge it for literally three weeks. It's just been working all the time. It's quiet. It fills the bottle up quickly. 
this is such a minor example. You're probably thinking, why, the, why is he talking about water dispensers? And it just made me realize here, like, you get what you pay for in life. Like, if I just bought that first, I wouldn't have bought, like, three shitty dispensers that never worked and leaked water all over my kitchen. And it made me realize that you will always get what you pay for. Sometimes you may get ripped off. It's not to say that's always going to be the rule of thumb. But generally, if you want premium product, premium service, premium results, quick results, proper expertise, proper coaching, proper knowledge from people that have been there and done that and know what they're actually talking about, then be prepared to invest more into that. And don't see it as a cost. If you are investing into yourself, which is the most powerful and best thing that you can invest into, it's not a cost, it's an investment. So even if it does cost you an extra £100 per month, an extra £150 per month, that is an investment into you to get the best out of this service to get you to where you want to be to you know not mean that you're going to be spending more in the future because this is what people forget if you spend a set amount of money towards coaching you know six months for example which is what our program is to get people to an incredible position where they don't need us anymore you spend six months with us with our coaching you will get to the end of that position in our program and you will not need to go and spend more money on coaching ever again so you can get to the position you would like to get to within six months be in fantastic shape have incredible health have the knowledge, the, the skill, and the understanding to stay there, you know, to then not have to worry about doing another fad diet, paying money towards another shitty trainer, you know, finding another influencer workout to do. It, it, you will never need to do that again. So you look at the cost and you look at the actual, the, the effort, the time, and the potential money that goes into your health again in the future as you keep finding more solutions. And you think if you, did, if you just paid the more expensive, the premium service that genuinely works first, you would actually be in a much better position and you wouldn't be wasting time and wasting money. Um, that's the way that we see it at FitLab, you know, in, in, and that's how I think that people should start to see it. You get what you pay for um, and if you buy cheap, you will end up buying twice. That's lesson number four. And the last lesson, which is again, a really powerful one for me that's definitely helped me this last few months, um, you know, with, with running a business. Again, we've, we've kind of some of the shit that I've, that I've had to deal with, some of the problems I've had. And that is the power of journaling, planning, and scheduling. Um, and that is what I believe to be the number one way to remove stress and anxiety, okay? Now, the reason I know this is because I went through a period um, where I, I wasn't journaling or wasn't really planning at all, wasn't writing stuff down when I was, you know, working out here. And I just become very overwhelmed and stressed. I, I, I didn't know where I was at on a week-to-week -week basis. I didn't know what I needed to do on a day-to-day -day basis. I got very confused. I got overwhelmed. I was like, shit, I need to do this. I need to do that. And it just led me to a place of anxiety. And, and it came into the position of like paralysis, you know, by analysis. I had so much to do that I was like, shit, I don't, I don't even know what I need to do right now. Like, I'm in a, I'm in a complete over position of overwhelm. And what I realized is I've got all these different things going off in my head, all these different ideas, all these different projects, you know, all these different things that maybe, maybe I know I need to do. And it's just, it's in my head. It's not doing any good there. What I realized is that to get rid of this, I just need to literally write this stuff and, you know, start journaling every single night, creating a plan of what needs to get done each week. What do I need to do tomorrow? What projects do I need to do at the moment? You know, just really taking time to actually do that. And, Honestly, my, my, my mental health, which don't get me wrong, was never bad. I, I was never in a place of, you know, genuine depression and anxiety. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But, you know, removing the overwhelm, removing the stress, it, it helped so much. Now I've decided, you know, I've got uh, about three, about three or four uh, little journals that I use. I've got my, you know, content planning. I've got my um, weekly planning. I've got general notes. Um, I've got my... 
uh, again, my like journal to, to from day to day basis. So we've got like the plan of, you know, of each day of each week. Um, then I've got my Trello board as well, which is where I write again, more projects and stuff, you know, potential ideas I've got for FitLab, all these different things. And my anxiety and my stress has been, you know, so much better. Like I don't, I don't get stressed anymore. I'm just like, I know where I'm at. It's all on paper and nothing stays in my head anymore. It all gets written down, it all gets put on paper. And another little really quick tip with this is do it before you go to bed because it's actually been shown in the studies that support you will sleep better by actually doing that, by actually journaling and writing before you go to bed. Because when you go to sleep, when you get into the evening, you have all these thoughts in your head, you know, potentially from the day, potentially from conversations you've had with people. And these just literally will stay in your head and you can go to sleep with hundreds of ideas, you know, going around your brain. And sometimes you don't sleep. If you journal and write these things down and actually reflect on these things, the power of reflection and journaling is absolutely huge. You know, you're not going to be stressed and anxious anymore because you know that when you wake up the next day, all your thoughts are on paper and you can go and look at them. And this is exactly the same in terms of, you know, what do I need to do from a body transformation perspective? You know, what do I need to do tomorrow for training? Like, what do I need to, what's my diet looking like tomorrow? My fitness power, like that is planning. That's, that is in some ways that like journaling. It's just doing it on your phone. Like if you were to literally schedule your food for the, for, the, for the week, we've got some clients that do that, that are incredibly successful. But even if you just schedule your food for the next day, think about the anxiety and the stress that, that is actually going to release because you've just already planned out your week and the success that you're going to have from that, from actually taking the time to do that. So that is one thing that I've really realized this year that's helped me massively um, in terms of relieving that anxiety and that stress and not being overwhelmed um, and just generally staying on top of my shit. Journaling, planning, writing things down and just having set places where I know I can put things just to help me, uh, you know, be able to be efficient, be able to think clearer, um, you know, be able to wake up each day, you know, not have that kind of anxiety of not knowing where to start, being paralyzed, generally just fucking waking up every day and having that list to get to work on and go to. So again, lesson number five is journal, plan, use, you know, uh, writing things down and scheduling as, as a way to really remove that stress and anxiety from life. Guys, I hope you have found that useful. I actually didn't expect this to be a 30-minute podcast, but anyway, rambling away, hopefully giving a little bit of value. Um, but those are my big five, five biggest lessons so far this year. Obviously, there'll probably be a few more as we get later into the year. Potentially, another, I'll do another podcast just like this when we get to six months of the year. Maybe be a few more lessons that I'll have learned. But I hope you've taken massive value from this. As always, I hope it's been a useful one. Um, if you have, I would really appreciate if you can just drop me a quick five-star review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, um, drop me a five-star uh, rating on there as well. Would massively appreciate it. I know a lot of you already have done that, which again, really, really do appreciate. Just helps the podcast to be shared to more people so that more people can take the value from it. Um, if you want to share this to your story and tag me, again, I would hugely appreciate that as well. Um, but anyway, apart from that, guys, I hope you take a massive value. I hope you have an incredible weekend. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode.